0: please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom. This is Rabbi Joshua Heller of Congregation B'nai Torah in Sandy Springs, Georgia, for Daily Daf Differently. Today we are studying Tractate Ta'anit 10A and B, Yud, Aleph, and Bet. If you've ever wondered what the deal is with December 4th and 5th appearing in your prayer book, today you'll get the answer. As you'll recall, our tractate so far has dealt primarily with the question of when we mention our need for rain in the Jewish liturgy. We mention it, Maz Kirin, in the second blessing of the Amidah. And that happens from Shmini the end of the Sukkot season, until the first day of Passover. The idea is that this is the stretch of the year where rain is typically found in the land of Israel and when it is reasonable to ask for it. In other words, our prayers for rain are based primarily on climatological factors, when it can be expected. However, mentioning rain is not the same as specifically requesting it. The ninth blessing of the daily Amidah asks for good growth of our crops, and in it we either ask for bracha, which is blessing, or tal umatar livracha, do and rain for a blessing. And so we ask for dew and rain at those times where in the land of Israel, rain is useful and indeed possible. And we learned in the last Mishnah that we stop asking for rain right before Passover. But now, when the question is, when do we start asking for rain? And it is actually a subject of some debate. The question was already addressed on dalid Amud Bet, But the main focus of the discussion is here. In the first Mishnah on Ardaf, there are two views presented. The first is that we start on the third day of Cheshvan. That's about ten days after the end of the Sukkot holiday. Rabban Gamliel, however, says that we wait until the seventh of Cheshvan, a couple days later. His parameter has nothing to do with the need for rain. Indeed, by then, rain should already have started in the land of Israel. To the contrary... He is concerned about the needs of pilgrims returning to Babylonia from the land of Israel. He assumes that pilgrim who came for pilgrimage to the temple for Sukkot would stay until the end of that holiday, around the 22nd of Tishrei, and then would need the whole two weeks to get home, or at least to get to the Euphrates, which is the last major river they would need to cross, and clearly that would be easier to do if the rain hadn't started yet. However, the Talmudic discussion of our Mishnah takes a totally different track. The sage Samuel, who is known for being an expert in calendar calculations, quotes a teaching of Hananiah, who himself lived in Babylonia. And they reported that, in fact, they did not begin saying ten tal tal requesting rain until 60 days into the fall season. In other words, 60 days after the fall, the vernal equinox. Now we know that the vernal equinox is the date when day and night are of equal length, and on our modern calendar, that is right about September 21st. That means that the date where you start adding that request for rain should be around November 21st, which is much further along. It's into Cheshvan or maybe even Kislev on the Jewish calendar. However, this ruling leads us to three questions. One is, why wait so long? Some have suggested that in Babylonia, they weren't as concerned as much about pilgrims, since after all, by the time the Mishnah was written, and by the time these teachings were brought, there was no temple to go to on pilgrimage. Rather, the issue is that Babylonia, as we've learned before, was famous for dates, and they needed dry weather for the conclusion of the date harvest, which would go from October even into early November. The other possibility is that Babylonia, watered as it was by rivers, didn't need rain as badly as the land. A second question that we might ask is why go according to a date on the solar calendar at all, based on the equinox rather than on the lunar calendar? And so the answer there is, first of all, the Babylonians were known for being experts in their calendrical calculations, and in this case, the solar calendar matches more closely to the seasons because the lunar calendar can change by up to a month, one way or the other, from the actual dates and the actual seasons. Of course, the big question, one that has been posed by everyone who has looked carefully in a prayer book, is why is the date December 4th, 5th, or 6th? Isn't the vernal equinox on September 21st, and shouldn't 60 days later be a date in November? The answer has to do with changes that have taken place in the calendar over the last 2,000 years, and some inaccuracies in the way leap years are calculated. So remember, Hanania's view was quoted by Samuel. Samuel was an expert in calendrical calculations. He understood the state of the art, and he measured the year as being 365 and one-quarter days long, which means you need a leap year once every four years exactly. And that's the basis of a calendar, which is called the Julian calendar, that Christianity instituted in the 300s. The problem is that the Julian calendar is actually slightly inaccurate. It turns out that the solar day is actually about 11 minutes shorter than 365 and a quarter days long. Doesn't seem like very much time, barely enough time to listen to the podcast, and yet, if you have a leap year every four years, over every 400 years or so, you will lose about three days, about a day every 128 years. So, in the rest of the world, by 1582, the Julian calendar, taking a leap year once every four years, had drifted by about 10 days from the solar astronomical reality. And so, in fact, the equinox was being observed in early October. And so Pope Gregory decided to put things back on track in 1582. He cut 10 days out of the calendar, so the equinox would move back to the 21st of September, and he adjusted the way leap years were calculated. And that adjustment is still used in our general calculations today, keeping track of the sun, So we have a leap year every four years, except in years that are divisible by 100, except in years that are also divisible by 400. So that's why 1900 wasn't a leap year, 2000 was a leap year, and 2100 will not be a leap year, even though they are divisible by four. So now, here's where it gets interesting. So, we Jews stuck with Samuel's, with Shmuel's calculation, of 365 and a quarter days, and never accounted for those extra 11 minutes, and they have kept adding up. So according to the Jewish calendar, the equinox is now on October 7th, which puts the 60th day on either December 5th or 6th, depending on where we are in the leap year cycle. So the Jewish calendar not only lost those 10 days but has kept on losing a couple of days every 400 years so that now our holidays and the date on which we start praying for rain continue to drift uh, about one day every 128 years or three days out of every 400, more or less. And so in the year 2100, our calendar will lose another day with respect to the sun. And so we will have to reprint all of our prayer books as the date moves to December 6th or even December 7th. Of course, it is also possible that between now and then we will come up with a solution to this Jewish calendar problem, or the Messiah will come. I'm afraid the latter may be slightly more likely. The rest of the daf talks about the practices of fasting when rain does not come, which is a major focus of our tractate, And we'll spend some time talking about that tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daft Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.